permission to boop? Sure thing, sharp teeth paddle doggo. Okay, good, because that's relevant, because today's got whales in it. Whales? Ooh, should we sing? Like, whale song? Go, oh, that kind of whales. Yeah. Sorry, I what thought... What whales were you thinking of? I thought you meant the roaming the valley terrifying people with their close harmony singing whales. That could be quite cool. Like Ninja Barbershop Quartet. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> singing. Especially if it's made up of sharks. Oh, I've lost it now. <laughs> Did you have something serious in mind? No. Well, I say serious. Not anymore. Is that cake? Is yes. cake? Awesome. There's cake. There's cake because... Today is a, a slightly more detailed and in-depth discussion, so I thought we could fortify ourselves with cake. Sounds good. Excuse me while I fortify. I, I thought you might. Um, so the first thing we, we ought to say, now we've had that slight diversion into Wales and um, ninja sh- singing shark barbers shock quartets, is we ought to say, welcome to Frithcast episode 12. Shall I say that then? Yes. Welcome to Frithcast episode 12. That was lovely. Thank you, I thought so. Did you um, like the arms? I did. They were the very good, good kind of ta-da! Ta-da! Arms. Very I'll, nice. I'll do jazz hands later. Really? Depending on what we sing. Ooh. I wonder whether I can sing anything in words. We might want to, we might want to finish on a, on a, on a, a, a spectacular... Uh, you know, Song and dance number musical. Yeah. And finish off the with jazz hands, like that. Okay. We cue the music and we talk to them in a bit. It's time to play the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to raise the curtain. On the mouth, joke tonight. Dum, dum, dum. to Frithcast episode 12. Hello. Hello. We probably ought to introduce ourselves like we do every episode. I'm Suzanne. I can do that now. I haven't lost my voice and it's never getting old. Indeed. It apparently... It is actually... It, anyway, I'm Kate and... Well recovered. Thank you. Uh, I'm just a passing idiot. <gasps> you are not. I'm a flanneled fool. You live here. I am. I just thought you can't... Passing... Anyway, you actually well, staying. I mean, I'm not kind of, I'm not kind of coming in and saying. Do not get me into the idiot thing. You know, either, rah, that this doesn't is, work rah, this is like my podcast, and I'm in charge now. I'm not saying that. I'm Are just, I, I just. Oh shush, then. No, then you can... I'm just saying I sort of pass by, <laughs> and you know, throw throw a few things in here and there, and then I just disappear again. Okay. You know, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Carry on. Where were we? Whales. <laughs> That's not a whale. It sounds like more like a sort of incapacitated goat with... No, I'm not going to go there. Okay. It's a bad idea. I it needs to be a little bit more majestic than that, but I'm obviously not in majestic mode right now. Ma- I'm in majestic... completely daft mode. Yeah. Yeah, it's not working. I've never, never mind. I've never been very good at majestic, for um, what it's worth. We thought for the 12th episode hey. of Frithcast, you've just dropped that all over the phone. <laughs> 
all right. crumbs on it now. It'll be authentic sound effects. <laughs> wanted to say. <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> She'll be back in a minute. Oh, well. <laughs> but not just yet. We thought for the 12th episode of Frithcast, mm-hmm. we'd have a chat about the land spirits. Okay. So they're one of, for me, one of the three sort of big things in, in heathenism. Mm. There's the spirits of the land, the spirits of place. There's the ancestors and there's the gods. Okay. And these are three things that figure fairly heavily in the way that I practice. Hmm. So I thought we'd have a chat about the land spirits and a couple of examples from the sagas. Um, a little bit of a zoom round Ibn Fadlan again because Antonio Banderas and absolutely I'm happy with that. And a recent example about land spirits. Did you just bang your elbow? Yeah. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> it was the face. <laughs> I thought I could get through that without <laughs> without pulling a really, really funny face. Yeah. <laughs> Take two. Take two. Paracetamol and call me. Just tell me about Ibn Fadlan. Okay. Well... The the spirits of the land, they're kind of a little bit of a difficult thing to define because unlike the the gods, they don't tend to have individual names and relationships between them because they stay in the land itself rather than where the people travel to. So whereas the the Vikings and the medieval Scandinavian peoples would take their gods with them, they would encounter a different set of land spirits when they got there. They wouldn't take the land spirits physically with them when they travelled. Because the land spirits, surprisingly, are connected to To the the land. land. That makes sense. Uh, Yeah, nice and easy. And they are, for me, they are connected to the the safety of the land, the fertility of the land, the security of the land. Human beings and people kind of uh, work in harmony with that rather than trying to take it over or kick them out or do anything else. You, You kind of work with them. That, that being the ideal. That being the ideal Although is to... Like a healthy territory. Uh, yeah, to acknowledge them and to talk to them and work alongside them to hmm. steward the land that you might either have legal ownership of or you might have just a little patch of or you might have a piece of woodland fairly nearby or a tree or a hmm. park that you help curate you might just pick up litter or you might just walk there and check that everything's okay yeah and that can be part of it <clears throat> so the the land spirits can be quite powerful they can inhabit natural places in the landscape mm-hmm. they might inhabit waterfalls rocks trees uh, meadow parkland grass any of these things and some folks will sort of say well every piece of nature has its own little spirit so you might have the spirit of a river and you might have the spirit of the sea. Animism. Animism. So you might have the spirit of uh, a tree or you might have the spirit of a stream that then joins the spirit of a river later on down the course. Okay. Some folks will understand that only specific places hold a spirit. Mm. So a particularly 
beautiful waterfall or a particularly notable tree will have a spirit where they may not sense one elsewhere they'll have that particular place that they will go or they will place offerings or they will pray in that particular spot okay however you connect to the spirits of the land it's worth doing Hmm. and you know i'm going to go through a couple of examples of how these the, the, the land spirits have interacted with people the first one is from the sagas the spirits of the land are generally things that you can't see but in this particular example they are very much things you can see uh, in the saga of Olaf Tryggvason King Harold of Denmark thinks it's a brilliant idea to spy on Iceland okay well he goes in the spirit of a whale to go and view Iceland from Denmark and he finds it defended by Icelandic land spirits all right fairly big ones he's chased off by a dragon he then tries to land again and see if he can spy a bit more and he's chased off by an eagle yeah he then tries a bit further around the coast and he's chased off by a bull a bull Uh, yeah and then he tries a bit further around the coast in the last quarter and he's chased off by a giant Okay. And if you look at the national coinage of Iceland, it's quartered on one side. And those four things, the dragon, the eagle, the bull and the giant, are in the four quarters of the coinage now. Really? Yeah. They're the land spirits from a saga. Awesome. And that's where they come from. I'll have to look that up. So the national land spirits for the four quarters of Iceland chased the spirit whale of a king away. To, to protect Iceland, so all those four are still on, ended up on, the, coins. on the coinage now. <clears throat> That's brilliant. Um, if we go back to Ibn Fadlan, mm-hmm. because Antonio Banderas... Indeed. No, not really, but hey, it's all good. But, um, yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. He sees the Rus leaving offerings outside overnight for the land spirits. Mm. And he notes in his account, which is... It's got a couple of problems, but you know we, we talked about it when we were looking at Beowulf a few episodes back. Yeah. He says that they left offerings out outside overnight on the ground for the spirits of the land, and the dogs came and ate them. Well, and he was like, but your dogs came and ate them, and the traders tell him that this means that the offerings have been accepted because they've been taken. Hmm. So they're quite happy that the dogs have come and eaten them. <clears throat> that makes sense. There are a few instances in the sagas of where they try and get the spirits to leave a particular area of land. And there's a very, very specific way of doing it. And if you scare or frighten the spirits away from a particular area of land, that area becomes a not good place, basically. It becomes a neutral place. Instead of having good spirits that look after it and inhabit it and keep the balances, Mm. you take that balance away and you erase it. Or you, you know, you're you're forcing those spirits to leave okay it leaves that area as a vacuum that other things might come in so i mean the effect of that would be what you your crops wouldn't grow that sort of thing yes yeah or you might have right up to the people not having good fortune okay your animals die your crops don't grow the land doesn't like you basically Mm. um and there is an example in eagle's saga of them setting up a nidstein which is a cursing pole Okay. And this is done to scare the spirits away from that particular piece of land. Mm. 
certainly the land spirits, as far as I know of them, as a collective, are benevolent. Okay. But they are, they're not instantly benevolent. They'll not sort of take you moving into a new house and you're going, oh, hi, and then going, hey, that's great, come and have a load of good stuff. New people! New people, isn't it wonderful? Mm. Um, you might find them quite resentful to start with. Okay. Especially if you're claiming land back from the wild to, to cultivate. Yeah. So I suppose if it's if, if 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 they've had it all to themselves for a while, yeah, it, as well it might be. Um, they might not be too happy about having to suddenly share it again. Yes, yeah, they might not. And if you're kind of thinking, well, I get on with the spirits in my place, then think about what your house is made from. If it's made from clay and wood and slate, there are spirits in those things mm. that were in the ground and growing or being connected to the earth in different ways before somebody took them out and shaped them and created your house from them. So yeah. there are, you know... Can they're... we buy a big tent? <laughs> <laughs> now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, yes, there are spirits in your garden mm. and your yard and your park and the beach nearby to you or the standing stones or the trees, but there are also spirits that create your house mm. that were older that are now encasing you in inside a house yeah i mean yeah i yeah. mean it's logical when you think about it it's so if you have wood inside your house that wood was once a tree which held a spirit looks sidelong at table looks sidelong at table <laughs> nice table we like you very nice table Hello, table. Sorry, table. <laughs> so, so yeah, there are, for me, there are land spirits. Yes, they are outside and in the wilds. So if you and I go walking, they will be out there in, in the wilds, in visibility there. Hmm. But they're also here as well. Okay. And I mean, I, about it, here. It would make sense to me that, you know, they would be, because, I mean, I tend to be, uh, a little bit on the animistic side myself, mm. um, but probably not within the same sort of cultural um, framework. Mm. And and I've always I've always sort of taken it that I mean, you know, in 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 the sense of the spirits of things, spirits of place. So um, genus in Roman genius Loki. Yes, spirits of place. Yes, yes. or genie Loki in in plural. But they, I've, I mean, I have always taken it that they, they exist in, in all parts of the world. So, you know, they exist in the seas and the rivers and the, and the trees and the forests and that sort yes. of thing. But also in the fields that have been dug over and ploughed and made into fields. And also in the, in the cities yes. that we've built on and we've created these great big sort of glass and electrical structures Okay, so you have land spirits in glass and electricity and mm. spirits of concrete. Yeah. yeah, I suppose you could look at it that way. Yeah. Electricity certainly. It's 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 a it's an energy of the a living of the thing. Universe, yeah. 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 Hmm. I like that. The Vikings and the sagas take great pains to look after the spirits in the land. Mm. There is even an understanding that on a, uh, a Viking ship which has a dragon-headed prow, the mouth is always gaping open and it has like big crunchy teeth. I have seen these. Um, so what they would do when they were approaching um, an enemy's shoreline would be to put the dragon prow on to frighten the spirits of the land 
That's as what they that's approached. For. And as they approached their own home port, they would take the prow off and hide or hide it or cover it, so oh, they didn't wow. scare their own spirits away. They would look to scare away spirits of people that they were going to raid. They were in opposition to. Yeah. I knew, I knew they swapped them around. They did. Yeah, they, I, were, they were built to be taken off. Yeah, and I took it that I, I think somebody must have told me years ago that they they put the dragon on for. Um, when they were raiding, mm, because, it, because it was fear factor, but I, it didn't occur to me that it wasn't the people that it was supposed to frighten. Yes, it, well, it, I would guess it frightened the well, people I, as well. I imagine it would, but I mean, but it's, it's also meant to frighten the spirits of the beach and the land that they land into. Yeah. To to start to start causing that out of balanceness. Yeah. In the lands that they go to, it puts a new kind of it puts a new layer on it. If yeah, you see it a little yeah. bit of a new layer. Yeah. So the last example I'd like to look through today is Keflavik. Keflavik? Keflavik. Now, I know Keflavik uh, as a NATO airbase. You will know, okay, yes, in Iceland. Uh, which <clears throat> helped to cover what they called the GI-UK gap during the Cold War, which is Greenland, Iceland and the UK. Yes. Which was a strategic choke point uh, to catch Soviet ships and submarines coming out of the north of Russia. Because you might think that land spirits are something that's only mentioned in the sagas mm-hmm. and they don't have a whole lot of run through to the modern day but in the 1940s Keflavik Air Base was being built okay Keflavik Air Base is in Iceland it is southwest Iceland southwest Iceland it's just south of Reykjavik just south of Reykjavik and along a bit along a bit okay yeah I can do that turn left at Albuquerque okay and the Icelandic foreman that was there overseeing the building work dreamed of a woman who asked him not to move a particular boulder until her family of land spirits and her had been given the opportunity to move out oh wow so they didn't so he stalled the construction of the airbase for quite some time mm. waiting um, i'm guessing until all of her family were out and she came to him in a second dream, like weeks or months later, and said, thank you very much, we're all out, you can move it now. And she was a land spirit. Okay. And she and her family lived in that particular boulder. And presumably he explained this to the Americans, did he? I don't think he did till afterwards. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's certainly in Iceland. Mm-hmm. The understanding that there are spirits in the land or in certain features of the land is very much a modern understanding. Yeah. yeah. A modern feature. I mean, this was the 1940s. It's not that long ago. Beams, as you say, yeah, not, not that long. Not, not hugely long ago. So, uh, as per usual, we'll put some links in the description. Mm. So you can go and explore land spirits to yourself. Indeed. And, and find out. Maybe, even if it's just take a walk in nature... Even if it's get a pot plant for your windowsill, mm. there are ways that you can connect with the spirits of the land, wherever you are in the world. Yeah. Even if it's go out and just sit, but it can also be you're able to go on a walk. If you've got dogs, go and walk your dogs outside and just go and be with nature and say thank you to the spirits of the land or say mm. hello to them or acknowledge them as neighbours. You know, saying hi to your neighbours is always a civilised thing. True enough. And if you go somewhere and you're not sure of the local spirits that are there, just say hello. Mm. And I just, 
I tend to use a very simple sentence. If I don't know what spirits are there, and if I go to a beach on a day out, and I just want to sit for a minute and just settle on the sand for a couple of minutes and then go on on my walk or, you know, find my fish and chips, because fish and chips. Of course, yes. Then I might say something like, hail to you spirits of this place. I sit here and think of you and honour you in the way you deserve to be honoured. Mm. And that is, for me, a, a greeting to say, you know, you are in this place and I am passing through and I respect yeah. this place that you have and I respect all of you, all of the spirits that are here. You're just letting them know that you acknowledge them. and Yeah, yeah. and sometimes that's <clears throat> that can be a good start. It It doesn't have to be hugely complicated it doesn't have to be hugely fancy Mm. you know you could just leave an offering of i tend to leave seeds and milk for the land spirits in ritual or seeds and water because that's something the spirits can use yes that's true you know and if the birds come and take the seeds then that's like the dogs coming and taking the offerings from the roost it means that it's been accepted and it's it's okay yeah it's a good thing yeah i like it So I think we'll leave it there for today. Okie dokie. We've had a natter about land spirits. We'll put all the links in the description like we usually do, so you can go have a hunt round for yourself. It's all good. Yeah. So if you would like to find me online, I'm Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook as Suzanne Martin or on Twitter. And if you want to find me, I am available on Facebook or Twitter or Google+. And probably the best way to find me is to search on Facebook for Kate Coldwind. You'll find an account called Kate Martin. It's a long story. But that's me, and you should link to my uh, Twitter and other profiles from there. Yeah. So we will leave it there, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. straight up at the ceiling it's not switched on unless gchq have switched it on hello i hope you're having a nice shift um and it's microphone anyway it's just a natural impulse when you're saying bye-bye wave, wave. bye-bye she's waving you can't see it but she is bye-bye <laughs> mm. copyright you were going to sing in welsh anyway
No, I wasn't going to sing in Welsh. No? I can't, I can't sing in Welsh. I can't do anything in Welsh. Can you sing? I hadn't thought about singing. I just made the reference to Wales as a throwaway thing, that's all. <laughs> We're going to throw Wales, Wales away because we'll overbalance. True. <laughs> Fall off. Throw the whale out with the bathwater. Yeah. You detach Wales from the UK and all of Yorkshire will be underwater. It'll be no good. <laughs> <laughs> It'll all tip back the other way. Awkward. <clears throat> Slightly awkward. So next episode, it's going to be episode 13. 13! 13! 13! Not sure what we're going to talk about yet, but there will probably be a lot of references to 13! 13! 13! Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Who was it? What legion was it? 13th. I know it was the 13th, but I can't remember what the name of it was. <laughs> what legion was the 13th? I know! <laughs> I know the... I know the 13th Legion was the 13th Legion. <laughs> I'm asking about the name. It's like, Fred. All right. Um, Hispania then, the 9th Legion. Who yeah. didn't really disappear, but everybody thinks they did. Well, they dis- I thought they were in Donatio. They were for a while. They came out. Well, they got re- reformed. They stopped being Damnatio. I seem to recall. I mean, they have, they did do Damnatio uh, for some legions, yes. The ninth did fairly badly in it. Basically, what happens is they, they got, like, eventually disappeared in that they got taken apart and bits sent Was that Teutoburg? Oh, no, that was, um, there was about what? three legions at Teutoburg. Was it, was it the ninth at Teutoburg? No. Which was it then? Oh, Gauze, now you're asking me. I can't remember. I can't remember. I remember Augustus saying, Varus, give me back my legions. Well, you would, wouldn't you, really? Because he'd had them taken apart. Yeah. Defeated in detail, I believe, was the is the, is the military term that's used. Um, As in, soundly rumbled. If you imagine the... Basically how it worked was, if you imagine one of those great big drum-shaped industrial shredders. Yes. And now imagine, you know, like... Roman legion going into twigs, shredder. Twigs <clears throat> and branches and <clears throat> stuff being fed into the shredder. Yeah. It was basically like that. Ouch. That's going to take more than a mop and bucket afterwards. The uh, the barbarians... Um, I, I do apologise, considering the uh, the audience that we're Thank recording Thank you very for. much, yes. Um, <clears throat> the noble... Um, Savages. Heroic. You people. might as well say. The it. noble heroic people of Northern Europe. Well done. Who, Nicely recovered. Thank you. I thought so. Um, were were lying treacherously in what I mean. Were lying. Um, were 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 um, fortuitous in their battle plans. Yes, they had they had effectively fortified the forest. Yeah, because you can do that. Hang on. To the trees. Effectively fortified the forest. Yes, I can do that. Um, and um, when the uh, when the the, the 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 noble and hero, I mean the the, the evil and uh, uh, insidious Romans um, <laughs> arrived, uh, marched into the forest and did not march out again. But of course, they were trained for open field warfare. Yes. So legionary close, tactics, close quarter infantry fighting. Yes. 
mm. with you uh, with lots of room to maneuver and stuff like lines. that and, and create lines and, and all that. Which and of you course can't in, do when there's ants in the way. That's right. You can't do it. So they got dropped upon um, by the um, re-educated and, and re-educated in detail. Mm. Um, yes, it was a bad job. I mean, it was a, obviously it was a great job. It was a it was a job. It was. Yes. Um, and it uh, it stopped the Romans getting across the river mm. uh, and into uh, Germania. It did. It was kind of, you know, this far and no further, really. Basically, yeah. yeah. The line must be drawn here. This far and no further. I'm dead, Locrioforo, Necriamafario, Ebelio Patalin, Claudio Pohitomo, Claudio Perlin, Claudio Perlin, Nacriamatori, Nassiare, Haniferilin! Locrioforo, Ebirafari. I can't either. It's alright, it's all good. Because we just fade it out there and leave them spooked as all hell. <laughs> <laughs>